0: check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, there you have it. Launched an agency helping real estate or those in real estate launched their own websites back in 2015, did 300 can sales, then grew that agency to about, call it a million point seven, 1.7 in revenue before saying, you know what? I want to go build the software thing. His other agency co-founder kept the the agency, he kept a little equity, but now David split off and built LeaseLeads.co, which is effectively templatized websites for these folks, but also more importantly, APIs and integrations that allow them to update their sites automatically. They've got uh, 70 customers paying on average, or they're doing about 80000 Dollars a month right now, all in on revenue. Twenty five k of that is pure SaaS. The rest is productized service. But churn is almost non-existent because they spend so much setting up and integrating and onboarding those seventy customers. Hey, folks! My guest it is is David Freund. He's the co-founder and CEO of Lease Leads. He boasts a virtual leasing agent that helps to increase tours and leads for multifamily properties by more than three hundred percent. He lives in Denver, Colorado. Also, a competitive enduro mountain bike raker, musician, and coffee snob. David, you ready? To take us to the top. Let's do it. All right, what, what makes your coffee choices snobby?
1: <laughs> um, I live really close to this place called Sweet Bloom that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and when I don't get it from there, I order from Onyx on Bendville. So I guess it's a little bit of the price point, but um, I've gotten really picky about my coffee.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. I, I many times will go to Denver just to work out a Union Station for a day during the holidays. Because it's so pretty there. And uh, I will just get whatever coffee is nearby. But this oh. is cool. Okay, so are you like an ex real estate agent or what got you into this space? How'd you learn about the problem?
1: So, actually, we've been in web development for real estate for probably six years or so. And we've been working in the API space, really nerdy, granular API space. All these guys use all these different systems to feed in floor plan data. You know, rent's always changing, especially here in Denver, availability. Things of that sort, but it would never display on their website. You either use kind of the, the crappy websites that they have out of the box, or you get a big custom site. But the problem is the data is static. So um, really early on, we got really into the API space, and uh, really saw a problem with this dynamic dynamic information on both the website and a lot of the conversion tools that were out there. So that's really. So hard were to you?
0: I mean, were you to get exposed to this? Were you running an agency building custom websites for agents?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was running an agency for about five. Five or so years before this. So, what you launched
0: in 2015?
1: uh, Yep. And have converted it slowly and then really aggressively this past year into more of a SaaS type product. There's still a pretty heavily service based component with the website development. But, you know, as you've probably seen through our site, like we've standardized a lot of it through templates.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. So, 2015, the first year for the agency, do you remember how much revenue you did?
1: I think the first year we did about 300,000.
0: That's awesome for your first year. That's super cool. For
1: sure yeah.
0: okay. so what did you scale the agency up to? How many people full-time, as of like what twenty twenty, uh, I guess?
1: So when we started, we were really, really big on the freelance model. So I would say it's a little bit skewed if I give you the full-time numbers. We got to about nine. Um, and i I recently split off with my business partner because he was mostly focused on the SEO side of things. But we got to about nine full time, but we had a freelance team of almost about fifty people. And those are like vetted, thoroughly vetted, like extended team members uh for freelance there. That's
0: wild. Okay. So your best year at the agency, maybe what was it, twenty, twenty twenty in terms of revenue?
1: Yep. Twenty twenty, uh we did about one point uh about one and three quarter million revenue.
0: One one and three okay, one point seven five, something like that.
1: Yep. And you then got it.
0: And then walk me through. I mean, some of the most successful SaaS companies start off like this is an agency, but there's friction, right? You have a co-founder. What if they want to stay with the agency and you want to do SaaS? How do you split it? Does the agency own any portion of lease leads? Like, how'd you do that negotiation?
1: Oh my gosh, I uh, we could spend a lot of time there, but it was super fun. I learned a lot about business structure and selling assets and defining value of them. It was it was hard in the moment, but it was one of the best learning lessons I've ever had. Um, you know, I would say my business partner at the time, we definitely wanted to strangle one another, but now we just, we're on great terms. We love one another. Um, I stay in touch with him every quarter. He's crushing it with his business. Um, but well, that who, was- so
0: who owns the agency today? Do you guys still own the agency together or no, you shut it down?
1: Yeah. So he runs the SEO agency. It's called intergrowth. Um, and they are, they're doing really well. Last time I talked to him. Um, he's just wanted to stay more on the agency side of things and I really wanted to double down in the SaaS venture. I saw the opportunity here and I had a lot more kind of knowledge and exposure in the API and development space, uh, along yep. with my, my business partner Dylan. So that's really where I jumped full fledged into this. So
0: interengrowth.co was is the agency.
1: You got it. Yep.
0: Okay. So you own no equity over there anymore. No profit sharing, no nothing.
1: <clears throat> I actually do. I own some oh. equity as part of the transfer. Um, my my shift was making inter a parent company. And kind of a holding company for all of our different ventures and in in part of that was getting some ass or uh getting some, some
0: interesting or, yeah okay so so what about the spin out how do you keep a clean cap table for lease leads is the agency on the lease leads cap table
1: uh the, <clears throat> the intergrowth is not at all no association there um okay. i was able i was able to do a clean cut buyout for that
0: interesting okay So you plus your co-founder that you found who is not related to the agency are now own 100% of lease leads. You got it. Okay, very cool. This makes a lot of sense. Okay, so question for you. For your first customers on lease leads, do you have permission to sell to folks who are customers of the agency?
1: I do. Yeah, they're one and the same. So really what we did is uh, the the agency model that we were doing web development for, um, we brought over to lease leads. So we really turned it into a recurring product. So what we found out was... They want this pricing information coming through and they want their leads going to their portal. And then we also added some things like source attribution, you know, telling them what the user is actually doing on the site, what floor plans they're looking at, what amenities they're looking at. Um, so a lot of those things we were able to pass through to the uh, systems that they're using. So exactly that. Yeah.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So let's fast forward to lease leads today, right? So wh- what, are, what are customers paying you on average per month to use the technology?
1: Yeah. So there's a build fee if they do a website and there's some different options based on the templates they want to use. Those range anywhere from five to $6,000 for the initial build. And then there's a recurring fee. The lowest recurring fee is $200 a month. Um, And that's just going to cover like keeping the engine up, feeding the data to and from your systems that you're using back to the website. So the whole thing we sell is you don't have to update your website. You know, there's, there's really no reason for you to log in unless you're going to do content updates um, but other than that, it's going to be purely API data feeding from exactly what your, your ILM or, or your property, uh, property management system says there. Um, but then the virtual leasing agent, which is kind of our, um, I would say our flagship product that's really taking off, is that conversion project, uh, product that lives in the corner of the website. Um, that one's going to be $350 a month there.
0: Going to be. So that one you don't have any customers for yet?
1: Oh, that one is. Sorry. Sorry for the It's video. live. But yeah, we have about seventy customers total
0: on that. Oh wow! Okay, so you have seventy customers paying three hundred fifty bucks a month already. Yep, that's great. Okay, so that's what was that twenty four thousand five hundred dollars a month in revenue there already. You
1: got it. Yep, you got that's it. awesome.
0: That's awesome. Back. Okay, and then and then that's on top of I assume if they pay you the three hundred fifty dollars a month fee, they have to also be paying the two hundred dollars a month fee, right, for the website.
1: So we merge them together for a different package. Uh, we are. You know, we're learning every day. So we are rebuilding a different package for both of those services, but um, it does include all that data feed within that virtual leasing agent as
0: well. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So is the and right way to think about, thing. I was gonna say, is the right way to think about your MRR today, you're doing about 25,000 bucks a month in revenue all in?
1: Yep. Um, So in recurring revenue, now we do have a pretty heavy service-based component still. Um, Because we inherited, like I was mentioning previously, we inherited a lot of the agency services that we were doing previously for web builds. We do a lot of custom builds outside of the templates, custom API integrations that aren't necessarily, they don't fall in the recurring bucket, like our productized offerings. So all in, we're doing about uh, $80,000 a month in total revenue.
0: That's awesome. I love this model because let me ask you a question. How many of your customers have churned?
1: Uh, very few. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, because they're kind of sticky. It's a pretty sticky model with the data. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's probably less than 1%, I would say. It's been early on so far with the recurring, but in terms of the. Yeah,
0: because of sunk costs, right? If they pay you five grand to set up a website and they cancel two months in, they, they, they don't want to cancel you. They just spent five grand on a website.
1: Exactly. We also pull the API feed too. So they get their data. It's not like we pulled down the site, but the data doesn't update anymore. So if their floor plans yeah. change, the pricing changes. It's really contingent on that. This
0: is the counterpoint, guys, to the VC argument that you shouldn't sell pro- services inside of your SaaS. I would always argue the opposite, which is if you touch a SaaS sale with a big upfront fee like 5K, they're just not going to churn. Your net dollar return is going to be through the roof. And you're seeing that here with David. <laughs> David, <laughs> you can disagree if you want, but I, I, this is what I think.
1: I you know, you're a smart guy. I totally agree with you. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> interesting. So 80 grand a month. I mean, so will you guys do a million bucks in revenue this year all in?
1: Uh, I would say yes. In a, in a trailing 12 month, we had a little bit of a slow start, but yeah, if you take a yeah. trailing 12 month here towards the end of the year, we'll, we'll be looking at a million
0: dollars. And when did you launch lease leads? Was it this year or last year?
1: Officially in January of this year. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. Clean
0: so, so were you still making money last year based off salary from the agency?
1: Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you guys just did the split early this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very, very new in that sense. So a lot of the services that were already occurring, like the web development services, those were brought over. Uh, we've tried to productize as much of them as we can. As you know, you can't throw everything in a template, right? You Can't throw it yeah, in a yeah. box. So that's kind of where I would, I would totally echo that service-based sentiment. Is like these guys, you know, this industry, especially at the enterprise level, I don't think you can always fit them in a template. You know, a lot I of know. these companies have custom solutions for multiple feeds. I just got off a call earlier where. A client uses, you know, a CRM for one component, but then they use like two separate data feeds for their property management. So it's, you know, you do have those instances that come through and you can't necessarily throw them in a in a recurring template, so to
0: speak. Yeah, that's wild. What's the how many folks are full time on the team today?
1: Uh, Right now, it's six full time. Uh, Some of them went over to the SEO agency when we split. So six full time on our team. And then we still have a pretty substantial amount of freelancers that we work with anywhere from how many. Uh, content loading, QA specialists, uh, some part-time web developers, but we have about fifteen freelancers, I'd say, in total.
0: And so, like everyone wants the superpower of like finding cheap talent that's like really talented, right? So, like, how are you finding these free? The, for example, how do you where did what how you find your good content freelancers?
1: Yeah, so we vet very, very intensely. I would say we vet obviously better in the spaces that we know best with our development. Um, content wise, I would say that was a labor of love over the years, just working in the agency, testing different relationships, things of that sort. Uh, we found our folks that work really well. Uh, but what's top
0: of funnel there is it like Upwork, Fiverr, others. And then if they do a bunch of work for you, bring them off those in marketplaces and into your network directly.
1: Exactly. So we, you know, we test for like initial questions, you know, how many hours are you looking for personality fit? You know, we obviously move quick. As how do you need. measure that? Oh, we have a type form that we, that we, uh, use, we, you know, we try to standardize it for each, for each role, especially for development. We can get pretty specific with that. Like, what's your vision of, you know, X, Y, and Z code base, you know, what frustrates you most about say WordPress as an example. Um, so we do a lot of vetting around that. And then like, we ask for specific test examples of their code before we even get on a call with them to evaluate mm-hmm. the next steps.
0: Interesting. Can you send me the type form you use for con hiring content people, Absolutely. freelancers?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I would love that. I'll attach it to the show notes so you guys can see how, how David vets content, folks. That's interesting. Absolutely. Um, very cool. Okay, so team of six. Now, have you bootstrapped to lease leads or have you raised?
1: Totally bootstrapped. Yeah, we oh, uh, bootstrapped from day one. I took the cash from the agency and rolled it over into this venture.
0: That's smart. But but the agency is not on your cap table, right? So how did you take that cash? That's like your personal cash you made from the agency? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Are you all in? Did you invest all, all your savings, 100% into lease leads?
1: Uh, no, not all of it. Um, you know, it didn't take much. I feel like the, you know, when you have a really, really solid team, especially our, our CTO, Dylan, it doesn't take much. It just takes time and a really narrow scope of what you want to build for an MVP. So that was a yeah, big thing. Yeah. process like, you know, pushing out all the other features on the uh, nice to have list and being like, what's the core solution we're trying to solve here, especially with the, the virtual leasing agent because yeah. that was kind of the unique value property really wanted to get to market.
0: Did you and Dylan split equity 50-50 at the start, or you took more because you were bringing in customers?
1: We did not. No, we we split it a little bit differently um, just because, uh, you know, ideation kind of premium and bringing the customers in and things of that sort. Yeah,
0: so you own more, just to be clear.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, very cool. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book.
1: Favorite business book? I would say The Obstacle Is the Way. I think it's a beautiful book from Ryan Holiday.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: CEO, you know, following or studying. At this point, I would say, I like Darmesh from HubSpot. I really like everything he has to say. I also like Brian Halligan, but uh, Darmesh is just so philosophical and insightful. I love that guy.
0: Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building lease leads?
1: Favorite online tool? I'd say Figma. It's kind of a weird one, but Figma is just the coolest tool for me.
0: Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Eight. I'm big on sleep.
0: That's good. In situation, married, single, kids.
1: Uh, you cut out there a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Married, single, kids.
1: Oh, married, married. Yep. Any kids? No kids yet. Yeah, yeah, my. Yeah. Uh, my that's wife's a question you
0: smart. to say. That's a question you want to get right. By the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no kids right now. No kids right now. We're uh, we're uh, working on it slowly. Uh, life's that's slowly. awesome.
0: So, and David, how old are you? I'm 33. Last question: Something you wish you knew when you were twenty.
1: Uh, something I wish I knew when I was twenty. Yep. Uh, things take time. Patience is mm-hmm. patience and persistence is virtue over everything else
0: guys. There you have it. Launched an agency helping real estate or those in real estate launch their own websites back in 2015. Did 300 can sales then. Grew that agency to about, call it a million point seven, 1.7 in revenue before saying, you know what? I want to go build the software thing. His other agency co-founder kept the, the agency, kept a little equity. But now David split off and built LeaseLeads.co which is effectively templatized websites for these folks but also more importantly, APIs and integrations that allow them to update their sites automatically. They've got uh, 70 customers paying on average or they're doing about 80000 dollars A month right now, all in on revenue. 25K of that is pure SaaS. The rest is productized service, but churn is almost non existent because they spend so much setting up and integrating and onboarding those 70 customers. Now looking to scale, totally bootstrapped team of six. We'll see what happens next. David, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Nathan.